0: This is the AOS Career Podcast, part of the Bone Beat Orthopedic Podcast channel. This series features conversations on professional development and growth opportunities within the field of musculoskeletal healthcare. I'm your host, Austin Beeson, chair of the AOS Resident Assembly. Welcome to the podcast. We have a very special episode. We're joined by Dr. Corey Smith, who is the past chair of the AOS Resident Assembly and former host of the JOS Unplugged podcast. He's currently a sports medicine fellow at Unisports Orthopedics in New Zealand. We're lucky to have him here. He was absolutely critical in the inception of the podcast, and we're looking forward to getting his insights today.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me on. This is a really cool opportunity and really a fun way to be involved with a project that was a passion project of mine and through the resident assembly. I'm currently in Auckland, New Zealand doing a sports and pediatric sports fellowship, and then I'm going to move back to the States after this year, doing adult sports fellowship at Hoog Orthopedic Institute in California before heading off into practice.
0: On behalf of the resident assembly, we owe you a great deal of thanks for everything that you've done to get us where we're at. And certainly this podcast, as you mentioned, was a passion project of yours. Tell us a little bit about where this started and your thoughts on where it's at now.
1: I think in short, professional development is really an interesting area to think about with the way it applies to orthopedic surgeons in general, but really to orthopedic trainees because a lot of our colleagues in finance or in other areas, they get this life training all along. Whereas physicians are isolated in this cubicle of college and then medical school and then residency. And then in some cases fellowship and then you're just released into the wild and we have to do things like weekend courses and mentorship programs to figure out things like business savvy and financial management and navigating things in practice like diversity or managing a business and so there's all these things that you have to be able to do to be a successful orthopedic surgeon that nobody really ever teaches you. You just have to learn. So my residency program had the foresight five or six years ago before I actually got there to start a professional development program. Once or twice a month, we would have a lecture directed at those specific areas the personal finance or whatever it was. So I had the idea before the COVID lockdown that maybe we should figure out a way to help residents with this similar to the way my program did. And then everybody had to go home and stay in their houses for several months. And as a result of that, everybody became really interested in podcasts. It became this efficient, cool, interesting way to educate and learn. One thing led to another. We developed this idea to use this podcast as a way to create small snippets that are digestible with the busy schedule of orthopedic trainees and even not trainees, young surgeons, people who are already out, maybe even people who are further along who have questions about these things, to find a way to use the tools of the academy to do some professional development for orthopedic surgeons.
0: I think that is a perfect 30,000 foot view of the podcast. And I would completely agree with you that there really is no curriculum to teach these kind of soft skills and professional development side of, of being a professional within medicine. So I think this does fill a void that's really important to young trainees, orthopedic residents, and helping us land on our feet when we enter practice. You mentioned the explosion of podcasts, and certainly COVID has played a huge role in that. How do you think the podcast platform itself best serves this curriculum? And how did you settle on this versus other online modes of communication?
1: Yeah, That's a great question. I think that what makes podcasts unique and what I think that this podcast is going to provide, as well as all of the podcasts within the Bonebeat Network, is what we have a hard time encapsulating in orthopedics, which is having a conversation with someone or the value of the spoken word, the things that people have learned that they can't communicate to you through a journal article or through a textbook chapter. It's the things when you're in clinic with an attending And they say, hey, if you ever see this, do this. And they said, don't ask me how I know that. Well, how are you supposed to learn all these? Don't ask me how I know that without talking to this person. But the problem is you can't talk to these people all over the world in mass. What podcasts have created is this really unique opportunity to have a conversation. It allows us to discuss things in a really informal way and share that with everybody. If you think about the topics that this podcast is going to tackle, things like how to manage your finances, how to manage the finances of a group, what are the different types of practices that you can go into out of residency? How do those fit different personality types? How do you manage personality types within a practice? Things like that. Those really aren't things that you can just read a book and get better at. It's people who have had 10, 15, 30 years of experience in these things who are experts The best way to communicate their knowledge is just by telling you in a really concise way, which is easy for people to digest and fits well into the schedule of an orthopedic trainee who maybe only has 20 minutes on the train or 30 minutes on the treadmill to listen to something.
0: This does create a space for some really informal, organic dialogue. As an example of that, at the academy meeting a few weeks ago, I had the chance to sit down with Dr. Lundy who's the chair of the Advocacy Council, in recording an impromptu podcast episode, we had a great unscripted conversation. And just hearing him talk about examples from his advocacy experience and career were far more valuable than things I could have read about advocacy in any kind of book or article. You mentioned topics for the future of the podcast. I do want to get your thoughts on this. And I'm sure people listening would be curious to see where this is going and what kind of things they can look forward to. What are some topics that you see being featured on the show or that would be valuable to peers?
1: The goals of the Academy are using all the unique resources that we have available through this huge network of orthopedic surgeons to educate, but to do it in a way that's innovative, that is easy for people to find and use and in a way that is personalized, that is aimed at who we intend this podcast for. It's for trainees, but it's also for everybody who's interested. We particularly thought about questions that trainees have. And the most common of those seem to be related to managing finances. I think that Financial literacy as a physician is a topic that we are going to try to tackle a couple different ways, whether it's managing your personal finances, managing the finances of a group, honestly, just understanding the lingo of terms like overhead, billing, coding, what is a buy-in if you're talking private practice, if you're in a hospital setting, how does that lingo change? Other things we can talk about is navigating the fellowship process, navigating the job hiring process. We can talk about legal issues, malpractice, insurance. These are things that when you're working 70, 80 hours a week, you're busy, you're tired. And the last thing you want to think about is personal liability insurance. Those are just a couple of the ideas that we have. The biggest thing I would say to anybody who's listening is we really want to create a different experience with this podcast. Use interaction through social media, through email to find what it is people want to know about. That's a goal I had originally for this podcast is that we create the original content, but as time goes on, the content is driven by the listener. As they hear an episode and they have a question, they send that question and then we see if we find a way we can answer that question. Whatever it is trainees want to know about, we want this to be the place that they come in order to find that innovative and personalized education experience that really you can only get through a group that has the resources of the academy.
0: In terms of how listeners can get ideas to us, you can always email in to podcasts at aaos.org and also reach out, like Corey mentioned, on the AOS social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter. We are here to fill the void, as we've talked about, in our training in terms of professional development. So if there are ideas and topics that you want covered, that can be what we provide And then the resident assembly body should feel free to always email us with ideas. The resident assembly is critical in creating the outline and and driving some of this content.
1: I really want to stress the importance of the resident assembly for any residents who may be listening, whether they're junior residents or more senior residents. And one thing I really want to make known is how valuable that tool can be for residents, because this is our legislative body within the academy. This whole thing came from a group of residents who were having a conversation at dinner one night that I was a part of, and this topic came up, and they said, hey, we don't learn squat about these things outside of medicine. And I said, oh, we actually learned quite a bit about it. And they said, well, how do you do that? And I told them about our lecture program. And one thing led to another, and I said, why don't I just see if I can start a podcast? And they're like, how can you just start a podcast? We worked through the resident assembly, and this is when I was just a member at large. I think that we don't understand how valuable that tool is. If you're a resident who's listening and you're interested, if your program doesn't have a delegate, become the delegate. If your program does have a delegate, get in line to be the next delegate and have a voice and make your program's needs heard. And this episode and by episode will be proof. That we're here to address the needs of the resident body, and we're here to use the tools of, that the academy make available to improve resident education and improve the resident experience. I'm really proud of this podcast. I'm proud of this team that we've put together. I'm proud of you and this whole group, and I think it's going to be a really awesome tool. But I would just want to stress for residents to use this and take advantage of this, and I think this can really be something special.
0: I 100% agree. Just from my experience at the Academy meeting a few weeks ago, the folks in the Academy genuinely care about the resident experience in our opinion. And I think their investment in this podcast as well is a reflection of that interest. Also, the Academy as an organization, they are looking to provide content to every one of their members and residents are one of those. And so I think this being a way to deliver some personalized and seamless member experience is really valuable. It's easy for us as trainees just to get swept into the orthopedic curriculum, which is no doubt the most important thing we do during training. But there's also a lot to get involved with and invest in, which can pay huge dividends in your future. And I think the academy is is certainly a great place to do that. And by way of the Resident Assembly, like you mentioned, the Resident Assembly is to the point where we're really not trying to define ourselves anymore, but we're really making some good change and creating some really valuable resources like this podcast that I think will be helpful for years to come.
1: I agree. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity. I can't wait to listen to myself and learn from you and all the guests you're going to have on and topics you're going to cover The whole Bonebeat podcast network that the Academy is developing is a really cool direction for them to be taking resident education. I think it's proof that our feedback is being heard. People said, hey, look, webinars and some of these things aren't very digestible, and they're at set times, and they're hard to fit into a schedule. You can start and stop a podcast anytime. You can listen to it anywhere. Hopefully, this is something that people will find useful and interesting Hopefully, as time builds, this will be an archive of really useful information for orthopedic surgeons across the spectrum from young to old, and it'll be something that you and myself and the rest of the Resident Assembly can contribute and uh, hopefully improve the experience for orthopedic surgeons everywhere. So thanks for having me, and I appreciate you guys asking me to be on.
0: Corey, thanks so much for joining us this morning from New Zealand. We really can't thank you enough for everything you've done for the Resident Assembly and getting this podcast off the ground. Anyone looking for more information on the podcast, please go to aosorg slash thebonebeat-career. Please email podcasts at aos.org with any ideas that you have for future episodes or comment on any AOS social media platform. We're available on any popular listening app and in the future episodes will air on the first Tuesday of each month. Thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the AAOS Career Podcast, part of the Bonebeat Orthopedic Podcast channel with production and sound design by Mission Based Media. For more information on this topic and to hear other conversations on professional development, please visit aaosorg forward slash thebonebeat-career.